Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> if you're not a member of the Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group, then I'm sorry to say you are living in the Matrix. So grab a red pill, wash it down with a cappuccino, and prepare to unplug yourself by heading to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. There you'll get access to the Movie Nights, the Book Club, Joshua Boucher's Choose Your Own Misadventure series, the Flash Fiction Writing Prompts, and soon we'll be doing a drawing competition where we're all going to do a rendition of Kez. Kez is the managing editor of The Other Story. He's the great evil management team of one, part Hawk and part-time butcher and full-time menace to society. So if you want in on all that, head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver and join today. Today's episode of The Other Stories is Call Out, written by Mike Edward Evans and narrated by Josh Curran. Mike rolled down his fogged window, the whir of the electric motor filling his ears with that familiar buzz. The frigid night air rolled inside, giving him a chill and making him shiver slightly. Looking at him, The young blonde girl in the familiar brown uniform smiled and handed him his third latte of the evening. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening, she said politely, with a hint of a Polish accent. Mike nodded and did his best to smile back, though the last couple of days were nothing to smile about. He was tired, dog-tired, but needed to press on and get to his destination. Twenty-four-hour call-out was the worst thing about his current job. Sure, 
one week in four doesn't sound that bad, but that on-call week could be hell. This was one of those weeks. Mike was currently on his third call-out in two days, and so far he had only slept two hours out of the last 48. He now had to get to the pumping station in Widemouth Bay, but he was still on the M5. Mike slid his window closed and put the gear shift into drive to pull out onto the motorway again. Driving on the motorway was monotonous, but it was the quickest way to travel around the UK, providing there were no accidents or traffic jams. It was foggy this morning, making it hard to see much further than 30 feet in front of you. The fog hung like a white curtain, blowing in the wind and turning like rolling waves. It was almost hypnotic to watch. Mike's eyes burned with tiredness, longing to close for a few hours and recharge. Mike jerked with a start, refocusing on the road ahead, looking the same as it had for the last hour, empty and surrounded by a white soup. He looked at the next road sign. It read, A361 Barnstable 5. Thinking back, he could have sworn the last sign said 20 miles. The A361 dual carriageway was empty, as it always was at two in the morning. Most sensible people still in bed, getting their well-earned Zs. Not Mike, though. Time is money, as they say, and currently he was on double time. The radio was some comfort for the isolation of travelling solo at night, though it does get repetitive, playing the last song three times in the previous hour. Mike's eyelids were getting heavy again, closing periodically, making the road in front calm and go like flashbacks in a movie. He rolled the window down to get some air, with the hope that the cold night air would wake him up. A black figure caught the corner of his eye, making him jump and swerve, slightly mounting the curb. Mike looked in his rearview mirror but saw nothing behind his van or on the grass verge. He could almost hear a faint laugh on the wind through the open window, but dismissed as the air flowing through the roof rack while he closed the open window. The sign for the A39 came into view on the left-hand side, appearing through the fog with some surprise. Mike was nearly at his destination, with only an hour to go. He took the junction carefully and joined the A39, which was now single carriageway. The lack of streetlights made the morning seem darker than ever. The odd-lit garage passing by was the only thing that illuminated the sky. Mike felt his eyes getting heavy. The burning sensation was getting worse, making the view out of the windscreen flick in and out of his mind. His concentration was lapsing as sleep threatened to take him to his dreams. Mike snapped awake, with eyes wide and heart pumping as the van mounted the central reservation and veered back onto the road. He shook his head and slapped his face, trying to wake himself up, struggling to focus on the road ahead. Another sign lit up in the van's headlamps reading, Booed One. Mike's brow furrowed as he tried to comprehend the fact that he was nearly at his destination but couldn't recall the journey from when he left the A361. He should have passed through Kilkhampton, but couldn't remember seeing any signs or streetlights lighting the junction. It wasn't long before he reached the booed turning. He took the intersection 
and headed in the direction of Widemouth Bay. More residential type areas passed by as he made his way along the poorly lit B Road. Still, the streets were empty without any evidence of life from the houses he passed. Intermittent street lamps lit up the cab of his van, making him squint his eyes from the yellow glow coming through the windscreen. The further Mike travelled, the narrower the slits of his eyes became, creating a limited view of the world in front of him. With his head laid bare against the headrest, and the heater turned up, it was a hard battle to stay awake, and he was losing. A black object flashed in his vision, making his eyes open wide and causing him to swerve across the road. Mike heard a thump which made the van bounce erratically on the passenger side. A feeling of dread rose from the pit in his stomach as he skidded the van to a halt. Dust billowed from the wheels as the vehicle settled from its emergency stop, mixing with the fog, creating an obscured curtain around the van. Mike's heart thumped heavily in his chest and pounded in his ears as the realisation that he had run someone over entered his reeling mind. Panting, he shakily opened the driver's door, feeling the cold air envelop his body and the moisture dampen his skin. Laid on his back behind the van was an elderly gentleman wearing a dark overcoat over a black suit. A cane lay nearby, scratched but in one piece, and was accompanied by a black trilby hat. Mike stared at the corpse-like figure on the ground with hands covering his mouth. He began to panic, the knowledge that he had just killed someone sinking in fast. Mike started to involuntarily pace back and forth as he tried to fathom out what he could do. Movement caught Mike's eye from the man on the ground delivering a brief moment of relief. He moved over and knelt by the elderly man to see what he could do to help. The man was breathing, but Mike noticed that he couldn't see his breath. But he could see his own precipitating on the frigid night air. As he pondered this thought, a hand clasped around his throat. He was confronted by the man, his face now contorting in front of him. The old man's face was replaced by a kneading, dough-like substance. Mike struggled to breathe, watching the non-featured man as he squeezed his life away. Darkness crept into the corners of his eyes and enveloped his vision, the old man disappearing and eventually turning the world to blackness. Mike opened his eyes to see the back of his work van in front of him, the engine running and a slight puff of diesel smoke emanating from its exhaust. Disorientated, he glanced around his surroundings to take in where he was and make sense of what was going on. Mike now knew he was laid on the ground and could feel the gravelly surface under his back and legs. He checked himself over, padding his body and arms with his hands which looked different to normal. Mike took a closer look and was surprised to find he was wearing a dark suit and jacket. In his left hand was a walking cane and beside him was a black trilby hat. Mike couldn't process what was going on or what had happened to him previous to becoming conscious. 
His thoughts were cut short when he was confronted by a man in work boots, cargo trousers, and a high-vis jacket. After a brief moment, where the only sound was the idling diesel van, a very familiar voice broke the quiet. You should get more sleep, young man, but then if you had, you wouldn't have helped me. The man came into focus, and Mike's stomach dropped, filling him with hollowness and dread. He thought he was looking in the mirror as the person looking back at him was himself. The man grinned and let out a familiar laugh which drifted across the night air to Mike's ears. His doppelganger stood for a moment with his head cocked to one side looking at him. Eventually, he turned to walk around the van but stopped and looked back at Mike with a crooked smile. The man then picked up the ID card hanging around his neck and read the inscription on the front. Nice to meet me, Mike. Mike's copy then climbed into the driver's seat and pulled the door shut with an audible clunk. Mike tried to get up, but pain racked his joints and muscles, only allowing him to turn onto his side and get a clear view of the passenger wing mirror. He could see himself in the driver's seat, pulling the seatbelt on and preparing to drive away. Mike tried to call out, but no sound came from his throat. Just a wheeze and a cough. He could feel the resonating pain of being strangled before he passed out and the hoarseness in his throat that stopped him from talking. He remembered the old man laid on the floor, the accident and the darkness creeping into his vision. As the vehicle began rolling forward, he locked eyes with his own reflection, seeing himself for the first time. Mike was now older, wrinkled with grey hair and years of worry lines on his face. He recognised this reflection. It was the old man that he had hit with his van. The van drove away in a small cloud of dust vanishing into the foggy night, leaving its taillights glowing for a few further moments before the fog drew them in. Mike laid back on the ground and felt the darkness envelop him again, hoping that this was all a terrible dream and he would wake in his van in a lay-by somewhere. Now, driving along the dual carriageway, the sun began to rise over the horizon, lighting up the day. The song playing on the radio faded out and was replaced by the news. A female newsreader was reading the headlines when a familiar story came across the speakers. Police are looking for a white van connected with a hit and run in the early hours of this morning. So far, there is no description of the driver, but the incident happened off the A39 just outside of Bood. The victim is in Bood Hospital with several injuries, but is expected to make a full recovery. Any information on this incident should be given directly to the police on 101. The old man looked up at the rear-view mirror and checked out his new appearance, moving his head side to side to get a clearer view. Satisfied, he smiled and turned his attention back to the road. A sign came up on the left-hand side reading, Birmingham, 10. Grinning, he let out a deep laugh, then laid his head back against the headrest of the driver's seat, still smiling.
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Call Out was written by Mike Edward Evans, narrated by Josh Curran, edited by Duncan Muggleton, with music by Daniel Birch and Tom Robson. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Mike Edward Evans, or Somerset Viking to some, is an author and engineer. Writing has always been a dream of his, and he has now taken the plunge. So check out his website at www.mikeedwardevans.com for detail. Josh Curran is a narrator and writer. He has narrated many episodes of The Other Stories over the show's lifetime. He is also the creator of the horror audio drama podcast, Miscreation. You can follow him on Twitter at jcurranwriter, and that's Curran with two R's. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. T-shirts, mugs, posters and even comic books are available at gumroad.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. That means don't change it. Don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. So, until next time.